there's a few things I would never do in media. One of them is be a meteorologist. There's a reason for that. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. First of all, understand this. Since the dawn of time, since was, this was a rock with a bunch of volcanic activity going on, the climate has been changing, and it changes forever. It's going to change forever. And it's, it's, it's uh, you know, we, we have uh, lots of stimulus for this. We have the sun. The sun is a big stimulus for this. Uh, volcanic activity is a big stimulus for this. You know, weather is, we, we try to predict it, but we, we, we can't. I know everybody's out there going, oh, but Bill with Harp, we can control it. No, well, I, okay. I, 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 I used to listen to Art Bell too. I get it. Now, last year was a record wet winter with uh, all kinds of downpours and floods. And prior to that, the experts were the experts, quote unquote, the experts. They were predicting a continuous drought, which of course did not occur. And the inaccuracy wasn't because they were wrong. They're not able to get out there and say, well, we were wrong. They, they, it was a miracle. We get this from Carla Nemeth, the director of the Department of Water Resources. This was as close to a miracle year as you can get following the intensity of drought conditions. Mother Nature really helped us out, and she did help us out in a really, really big way in certain parts of the state. But there are always ways in which Mother Nature can throw us a curveball. Now, these same failed so-called weather experts are predicting and warning that it could be another extreme winter and the strong possibility of an El Nino weather event. So, if we have an El Nino weather event, what does that mean exactly? weather experts that's what i want to know what does that mean uh i've i've heard all about the melting ice and the poles and how this detrimentally raises sea levels and the best guess on sea levels uh so far is that it has gone up a whopping nine inches which means manhattan and the statue of liberty is still above ground that's i mean that's essentially immeasurable in the 160 years that the Earth has been rapidly warming, supposedly. And if the Earth warms as predicted, wouldn't a lot of the water evaporate to offset that melting ice there? Two days ago, Yahoo, which is the very aptly named search engine because they are a bunch of Yahoos, they noted that the Antarctic sea ice was at an all-time record low for winter. But what the report didn't tell you was that the Antarctic ice rapidly thickened two years ago when the region had the coldest six months on record and the temperature was an average negative 62.9 degrees, which is six degrees below normal. Now remember, they're pushing at 1.5. This is six degrees. So that was just inconvenient. Let's just omit that. That doesn't support the warming narrative. We don't want you, the indoctrinated people, to see the factual information because that destroys our theory and then you won't believe the other things we tell you. Like COVID is bad and uh, up is down and black is white. The actual miracle here is that anybody believes this scam
You know, all of their dire warnings have been 100% incorrect, which is a perfect record. It's it, it, it's one of those things where you know how how <laughs> how they come and say some of these things with a straight face, like uh, the drought circumstances is going to be well. It's they're probably standing back there with a blizzard going on behind them, going the drought is horrible. It's sort of like when they were in front of the cities that were on fire, going this is a mostly peaceful demonstration. Do you believe? And I'm asking seriously, do you believe that politicians and bureaucrats can control temperatures and sea levels and storm activity? And in the same in the same breath, we find out that we missed a terrorist attack in Israel that was planned for months in advance by people we know to be terrorists. It wasn't like they came out of nowhere. And we watched them fly in. We were like, oh, pretty. Why would anybody trust an administration that hands boatloads of money to Iran, which pledges death to Israel and us? Why would we expect them to have any sort of an intelligent energy policy? Why would anyone believe that China, Russia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, they're going to throw, a, throw hundreds of billions of dollars to prioritize the impact of their carbon footprint? They're not. And the media outlets, all they're doing is copy and paste, and you know that. So there's only one question to ask Joe Biden or uh, John Kerry or any of the other so-called experts that shows this is just a money-grabbing scam. Where is the scientific data? Scientific data that shows a link between Humans' consumption of oil, natural gas, and coal, and temperature. The short-form answer. Everybody get out a pen and paper and write this down. It's very long. The answer to that is there is none. The temperature has fluctuated up and down the last 160 years while our use of these natural resources has rocketed straight up. It is a simple scientific concept that if there's no correlation, you can't assume causation. Now you know. You know what this is about. This is about the Benjamins. It's about the money. It's about the money and it's about the control. It's about the line. You know, in Saudi Arabia, they're building the line right now. They're actually building it. They have the money to build it in Saudi Arabia. One hundred, what is it? One hundred and seventy kilometers long, two hundred meters, uh, I think, wide, five hundred meters tall. You won't need a car. Everything will be at your fingertips. You're going to weigh six hundred and twenty pounds, and you're going to be totally dependent on whoever is running the line. You'll live your life inside the line. You'll never go outdoors. You don't even have to travel. You can just pull it up on your computer while you continue to gain weight. That's what they want. This is just like in WALL-E, that movie. <laughs> Here's the other thing about politicians. Remember this. Politicians don't have any self-control. They get in there and the, the, the power trip hits them with a big sonic boom. And then they think that they can do whatever they want. And they think that you are just going to, oh, well, okay, well, you said I had to do it, so I guess I'm going to. The theme today is it all comes back to you. It all comes down to you. I saw a text earlier. 
as I was sitting here uh, waiting for the show to start, where everybody's like, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we vote. It doesn't matter if we do this or we do So stay home. Because it'll all come down to you. Whatever role you choose to play, whatever thing you think you want to do, it all comes down to you. And if you're not a participant, then please stay at home. Stay out of the way. Because some of us might have to do some things that you don't want to be in the way of. And frankly, I, you know, if you get in the way while I'm trying to do something that I might have to do, that I don't want to do, that I might get dragged into again, I am likely not going to care. So your best bet is to, if you don't want to participate, don't participate. Stay inside. I'm sure something's on Netflix. I'm sure there's something there. The greed and the control. This is what it's all about. Everything you see happening today, it's all about the greed and the control. <laughs> on the text line, Bill, I get a sense of peace and satisfaction when I load more magazines. Thanks for the reminder earlier. I do too. There's just some, there's just like this Kwai Chang Kane Kung Fu calm that comes over me when I'm sitting there thinking, I'm preparing for the worst. And right after I get done with this, I'm going to have a delicious cup of coffee. I have the best of all worlds. Totally prepared coffee and radio. And I've got a 100,000 watt signal too. Good Lord. When we get back, I'm going to tell you the seven dirty secrets of solar energy. You didn't know them. I know them. I know them. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. You can see it in the headlines. You can see the failures out there in the headlines. And you know that they're failures because they're leftist. <laughs> the GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live currently on the WORD Facebook page, if that is your cup of tea. Podcasts. Plural. I was about to say singular. Podcasts. Lock and load. Straight talk. Gun Owners News Hour. All available at the free Odyssey app. Don't cost nothing. Saw four headlines coming out of Germany the other day. Germany is a barometer for the EU. So this is always interesting to watch. Wide-scale bankruptcies in the EU solar sector now seem likely. And... Germany to fire up brown coal power plants because of fears of energy shortage. And then from Sweden, Sweden embraces nuclear energy. And from France, nuclear energy now non-negotiable. Now, this is indicative of the fact that the government understands that they're about to have a full-scale riot on their hands nationwide, and they will have no way to contain it. And all they have to do is provide, you know, service, electricity, that kind of thing. Um... Yeah, they got to they got to they they got to change their uh, their plan. So, what are the dirty secrets of solar power? Number 1 is that the sun is lazy. It's intermittent, it's erratic, it never works a night shift, it doesn't show up during cloudy seasons, it's off duty half the time. Number 2, solar energy never replaces fossil fuel, it just sits on top of them. 
when the lazy sun and see when the lazy sun isn't working then you got to have something to provide the power so there's always the dirty power running behind it number three old-fashioned gas and oil factories support solar because of the built-in back-end revenue streams guaranteed to them they know that they're never going to go away and not in the real practical world they're just never going to go away so they never, where, where there is nuclear power, you never see a coal power generator or natural gas. You don't. Because nuclear don't need it. They don't need a back-end revenue. So follow the money. Number four, solar, for the previous reasons, is thus a de facto permanent polluter of the atmosphere. Yes. Yes. See, you're never going to solve carbon emission problems which don't actually exist in the first place. But, unless it's backed up by nuclear, why would you back up solar with nuclear when you just have nuclear? And then you can also have trees. Germany, now shamefully and quietly, is actually buying nuclear energy electricity from France to back up the failed solar efforts. And when somebody says, hey, are you buying nuclear energy from France? And they're like, no, 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 that happened before I was even born. Secret number five, politics. Solar farms grow votes for politicians, not electricity for consumers. This is where a lot of low engagement, low info voters get out there and the, and the guy with the brill cream in his hair and the perfect tie and the, you know, he's wearing the power tie because he read the book and he's got the perfect knot. He stands there and goes, listen, this is for, the, this is for your betterment. This is for the public good. And then they, they eat that up. The big lie works. The masses will fall victim readily to a big lie, more so than a small one. If they got out there and said, well, this might work, they'd be like, well. But if you take a big lie and you repeat it often enough, in the minds of the masses, I mean, I see it every day. I get told by people all the time, what do you think about what Trump did on January the 6th? You mean talking? But no, they've been they've been fed the big lie. So politicians' concerns are the next election. They don't give a rip about your next electric bill. And that's a good point. Uh, none of these people that are pushing all of this nonsense have stopped buying their beachfront property. <laughs> uh, Martha's Vineyard is booming. Number six, economics. The grid integration of solar is a nightmare expense and it can result in a doubling of electric bills and an exodus of job-providing industry to China. So all of these guys that are pushing this on you while they're saying, we're going to create really good green new jobs. Uh, no, they're going to create them in China. Taking solar energy and trying to integrate it into a grid, which has to always be on. But it's intermittent. It's blinking, right? Think of this as blinking energy. Uh, you can't do that. It's almost impossible. You have to have a separate setup for that and then one that takes over when it starts to blink or goes out altogether. The task of integrating this is terrible. It's very expensive, too. Europe used to have 200 power plants, and they now have a million. The CEO of Germany's biggest power grid explains in a recent Econ Economist article 
The future grids are going to have to be designed as gigantic smart grids and will have to run purely digitally. We'll see. This is science fiction right now because this hasn't been developed. We're just saying, well, this is the way it's going to have to run. Then we're going to have to figure out this whole storage battery thing to handle the city-sized systems. Uh, those don't exist either. And if they did exist, they're probably going to be lithium-ion, and I can disrupt those with a slingshot. And getting out there and saying, okay, we're, we're going to put the entire national grid on this is, uh, well, first of all, it's nobody can expand, you know, uh, can afford this like BASF BASF I mean I used to buy their videotapes I used to buy their tapes they've been in business forever they just cut 2600 jobs after a year of high energy cost and recently we saw this and this is horrible if you're a car person Chinese car star in Munich auto show underscoring Germany's economic woes and Volkswagen, BMW, and Mercedes-Benz are all exploring new corporate parks in China. Very soon, made in Germany is just not going to be happening. If you buy a BMW, okay. Secret number seven. Energy security. The hardest thing to withstand is the loss of electricity. If we lose electricity, we lose a lot of things. If you're not prepared and do not have food and water, you're in dire straits. If you have food and water and you don't have a means to protect the food and water, you're in dire straits. If you have food and water and a means to protect it, you're probably still in dire straits because it's going to be it's going to be uh, medieval at that point. With no power to deliver certain things, how are we going to stay warm? How are we going to stay cool? Staying cool is not as bad as trying to stay warm. There are ways to figure out how to stay cool. They did it on Gilligan's Island. That's why it was set in the tropics. They couldn't have done it in a place like Antarctica. I'm being asked how I feel about uh, solar, solar, solar generators. If they work, you know. If they work, but I mean, they only work when the sun's up, right? So, governments need to get away from the no-nuke stupor and actually design and use new modern nuclear power plants. Now, the French are pushing to give nuclear a leading role in European plans to reduce produce more green energy technology in Europe. And Germany don't like that. But at the same time, they're buying power from them. France leads the way. How often is that ever said? But they're also spearheading an international effort to research and develop next generation energy based on fusion power. Regular nuclear plants run on fission power. It's always interesting to see this kind of stuff just because it's all about the Benjamins in the end. I, I got a question about Hamas. Did they jump the shark? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I want to remind everybody that this, uh, I think on the 25th of October, two weeks from today, I'm going to be at Upstate Warrior Solutions. And you should be coming. If you are a first responder, if you are a military veteran, I'm going to provide you with lunch. Lunch is going to be graciously catered by Ingalls. It's going to be a good time. It always is a good time. We're going to be highlighting a bunch of veteran-owned businesses. Maybe I can get Chuck to come in this time. Anyway, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, just as the latest invasion began in Israel, you have the usual suspects. I, you almost think that they're like waiting for something to happen because they began to protest in front of the Israeli consulates in the various American cities. And uh, some of the anti-Israeli demonstrators were themselves Jewish because they're committed leftists first. They were of particular interest to the mainstream news media. But then a problem began to occur because while they're out there trying to do the narrative of the settlers and the, the colonialists and everything else, the news of the atrocities being carried out by Hamas began to surface. Now, I myself have never been to a rave. We used to have things called nightclubs here in Greenville. We would go there. They were indoor raves. We didn't have the dust. We had bars, too, and it was indoors. It was nice. Don't have them now, I don't guess. But uh, they had a, a harmless music festival that was going on, and they were out there flaunting the naked bodies of freshly murdered women. They shot up a harmless music festival. Right now, the left doesn't know what to do with this revulsion that they're feeling. But the problem is there's no turning back here now. They're, you know, resistance to the sad reality of the excesses of Islamic extremism. For them, this is a process early in the beginning. Like in Afghanistan, where for forever, the women have been, uh, you know, they're, they're against letting the women learn how to read and write. And they sort of treat them like dogs. Now, before the mullahs took over Iran, the Muslim enclaves were pretty much integrated in the rest of their world. Children freely played in public. Women were often uncovered. Tension was uh, minimal. Then came the collapse of the Shah of Iran and the religious police began to show up. And now there's a new template in place, and Hamas and the, that their cohorts are in, on the other side. And citizens of the modern world are undeniably repulsed by this because this is pretty much the way it was in the early days. Politically speaking, those that are out there, like the squad, for example, Ilhan Omar and her like, are dead meat, politically speaking. No longer will additional perspective that's not going to be presented as a valid position anymore. The militants are not militants. They're thugs. They're rapists. The rape is nowhere in the uh, military strategy books out there. You just won't find it. Beheading children is not in that. Taking hostages is not in that. Uh, taking, uh, taking prisoners is one thing. Taking hostages to be used, the way they're going to use them is another thing altogether. Now, 
I have a great deal of faith that the Israelis can handle what they're doing, and they're going to handle it really well. And the difference is going to be this time around, with few exceptions, uh, there's not going to be a lot of uh, people trying to get them to hold back. Normally, there's been a lot of that heaped upon them. And now, what we're seeing in the news, when initially we saw all of this pro-Palestine stuff coming out. Now what we're seeing is pro-Israel demonstrations. Expect shortly to see that the new, the new avatar on TikTok is going to be the Israeli flag. The magnitude and the viciousness of the Hamas attacks is sinking in. When the UN was convened, their first serious task was the fulfillment of Israel's sovereignty. And that's still going on today. And it could be fair to say that the UN has actually sustained the conflict rather than having put an end to it. Uh, they have sponsored refugee camps in the area and they've housed multiple generations of displaced people. And that has become a fertile recruitment center for Hamas and the other paramilitary organizations. One thing you cannot get past is what they did to civilians. You know, I, I, I look at what happens to military people like in uh, Somalia, in Mogadishu, during uh, Black Hawk Down when they got those... Uh, two guys trying to that, that that was a true story where they were trying to defend the uh a downed helicopter and they got killed and they got desecrated and that's what happens when you fight a medieval opponent if you lose to them they're going to do things and if they kill you they're going to do things to you even after you're dead but when said medieval opponent comes out and starts taking the non-combatants and brutalizing them and then murdering them and then parading them around for everybody to see and like being naked in Islam land is that's such a taboo and they look at that as a disgrace. So that poor woman who they had in the back of the truck, who wasn't really naked, but she had, you know, only a pair of panties and a pair of boots. Um, that was the ultimate disgrace for, for her. And they thought that. And as, as they were driving by, everybody was slapping her dead body. What kind of hatred is that? What kind of, what kind of hatred do you have to have housed within you in order to uh, feel like you got to hit a dead body? So, where they jumped the shark was they thought that every, you know, for, the, for a very long time, they've always had a lot of the, the beautiful people coming out saying, you know, uh, Palestine de deserves its own this and that. And the, and it, well, they blew that one. That's just like all other, all other, all other leftist thought patterns. It always circles back to hit you. It's like that uh, Russian anti-aircraft missile that circled back and took out their own position. It circles back and it pops you. In Boston, well, that city smoked. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
I was just listening to the news. Now, so now we're sending spec ops out there into uh, on the fringes in case they're needed. But I thought we were cutting them. I thought we were going to cut the spec ops guys. Is that on ice now? I don't know. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. While they're out there trying to cut all this stuff back, you know, sometimes you can't cut any of it back, okay? Like the fire department. If you call the fire department, you expect them to show up. If you get out there and microwave a potato in, you know, wrapped in foil and your house is going up in flames, when you call them, you expect them to, uh, to show up and put this fire out, right? You roll in with a dozen firefighters, fight back the flames, keep the people safe. But if you cut it back, you get two people in a pickup truck with a couple of big jugs of water. You make a phone call to the higher-ups. You get told, no, there's no real harm in letting the fire burn out. And that's what's happening right now in Boston. They're going through a massive crime wave, perhaps the highest it's ever seen, and the police are powerless at this point in time. And when that happens, that's bad. They don't have enough officers available to address a problem. And those on the payroll are already stretched. Now, according to Fox News, there was a $3.4 million bill in place to fund for the police force that has been voted down in the Democrat city council members. So as a result, the police will continue to be shorthanded. Crime will continue to climb. And the BRICS now, you know, when, when, when we look at the BRICS, the BRICs, that's now also, well, it's also the uh, upcoming industrialized group. It's also the new gang database. They And, uh, they, and they use the B for black, right? Not Brazil. But uh, they cite concerns over this. They insinuate that the going against the gangs is targeting black and Hispanic youths. Well, if black and Hispanic youths join the gangs, well, yes, it is. I'm so, very sorry about that. Police Commissioner Michael Cox is dumbfounded over the decision, noting it's not about vilifying people of color. But you got to go after the people who are driving the violent crime in the city. So, yes, it's an excuse. It's an excuse by these Democrats to stand by the defund the police even as their city gets more and more out of control. Pretty soon they'll be funding a bunch of rubble. It's all about the ceremony. They're not going to help the citizens who voted them into office. Counselor, uh, Counselor Michael Flaherty expressed his disappointment, stating that the public safety is paramount for our city, and I know the important role Brick plays in each and every homicide in the city of Boston. They don't go around tooting their own horn. It's a team effort. But now the uh, city council doesn't see itself as a team willing to help out when the city falls victim to crime. And as a result, things are only going to get worse. According to Larry Calderon, president of the Boston Police Patrolman's Association, a lot worse. As a matter of fact, you know, the crime in the city is out of control and the city's current police forces are incredibly understaffed. We need hundreds of officers and we need them tomorrow and they aren't going to get them. So once again, just like all other leftists, what you have here is a bunch of politicians who are more focused on their own goal and agenda than on the well-being of the people they're supposed to be working for. 
the the beleaguered Boston Police Department. They will be continue to be stretched. That's right on the text line. They got the toughest gun laws in the country in Massachusetts as well. Uh, you, if you're a citizen of Boston, you will find yourself in an unwinnable situation that will force some of you to go. And the council, since as it is constituted right now, they'll likely continue to vote down any repeat attempt to fund the cops. And that's what it comes down to. Why, while this is going on, while we're, while we're looking at this saying, uh, huge spike in crime, crime's out of control, it's an epidemic. Why aren't we talking about national funding, which we don't have the money for this, but why, why aren't we looking for national funding for, for, uh, for the police? I mean, couldn't we take some of that climate change money and invest in that? How much would it take? I mean, it's all, you know, it's it's all not real anyway. Let's just spend as much as we want. Let's just go for that, yeah. It's all monopoly money. We're already seeing this. Uh, Henry, Henry Crayar found out about this the other day. <laughs> um, sooner or later, these people will too. And then they'll understand the importance of having police officers in the field during fighting the good fight. But it might be too late for some of them because they might just get knifed or shot or robbed or dragged or whatever. And Boston will just become a relic. The citizens of every city deserve far better than that. They do. I'll talk to you in about 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.